0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 187. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the SoHost, Seth Ott.
1: I'm going to give you a swirly. Oh,
0: you better not. I just did my hair this morning. Um, seated right next to the host. <sighs> Jared Buckendall. My hair's all wet. He
2: gave me a swirly. <laughs> you
0: got to give him some of these. That's the only way to stop him from giving you a swirly. He'll do it. He'll do it. I don't want to get any further into the podcast before we give a very huge uh, three horn shout out. Jared, J Buck Studios on TikTok hits the 100,000 follower mark. Uh, last weekend. This was such an exciting, we happened to be kind of all together playing some video games when this happened. Uh, And huge monumental kind of uh, achievement, something you've been working for for a while. Congrats to you on 100K. (sighs) How has this last few days been for you, and are you still glowing in that excitement, or what is that like for you?
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy that that happened. You guys were both uh, – we, or we were all, you know, chatting live, playing video games. Um, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, you know, going to Disney World, <laughs> all that stuff. Um Honestly, you know how I, w- I was saying to you guys off air that, like, I need to celebrate, do something, maybe a little crazy, you know, like, the sit in the milestone. Yeah, I haven't done any of that, so um, <laughs> may- maybe after uh, this week of film festival and recording and videos and stuff, I'll actually do something, but it is uh, it is crazy that that number, you know, that when that number flips over and there's three digits instead of two, that's pretty crazy with mm-hmm. a K afterwards. Um, but also another thing that's crazy this week alone is I was looking at the analytics. Guess how many views just this week have been on my TikTok? 1.5 million. 1.5. Cody, what about you? Three. 4.2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we're not stopping anytime soon. We're going, we're we're taking it to the moon. (laughs) To the moon.
0: To the moon. (laughs) Good game stop on the moon. Holy shit. Oh my God. This is awesome. We say it every time. Uh, it's well-earned, well-deserved. Uh, I don't know anybody that works harder at it than you. So you earn every one of those hundred K And uh, just the beginning. So for the folks of you who are at home and have not jumped on the JB bandwagon, uh, you missed your chance. Sorry. Uh, You can't follow them anymore. The shuttle has
2: left the station.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're off the ground, but you can still there are high buildings next to the shuttle, which is now lifted off. And so you can jump from those onto the shuttle. Um, But time run time is running out before it is actually on the moon and you won't be able to get it there. So just like GameStop, it's important to get in now while the numbers are still as low as they are. So they're only going up from here. Um, 0% surprised that you have hit this. Ever since you you first started getting these big chunks uh, last fall, um, it seemed like this was just a matter of time. And um, I would imagine this has happened quicker than you maybe were anticipating. Um, Was there ever a point when you said, okay, 100,000 looks attainable. I want to hit it by this date. And how did, when it actually happened compare to that date, if you did.
2: That's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because literally, yes, that exact same thing did happen where I think it was December, maybe the middle of December or something. And I was like, you know what? I know how this platform works by March 1st. I'll have a hundred thousand. And I was hanging out with Jill and Nolan, uh, you know, friends of the show and whatnot. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, watch, it's going to happen. And mind you, it wasn't March 1st. It was like March 10th or Uh something, but still pretty damn close. Um, So (laughs) people out there, make goals, write things down. Um, You can achieve um, what you want on um, weird social media platforms.
0: (laughs) Yep. Man. Well, very, very well done. And, that's a real thing you put put what you want out into the world and then work harder than everybody else to get that thing and eventually it will come to you so there's a there's a little bit of a life lesson from our um uh we might well life coach i guess is what we'll start calling you jared um since you got the insights um we'll have to get a sounder for the jb life coaching uh portion of the show that sounds good to you right
2: yep that works put out my resume perfect <laughs> there
0: we go uh so once again guys we're going to link Link in the uh, description box to Jared's TikTok. You're going to want to jump over in there. It's great content every day. Um, don't miss out. Join the party. It's been a whole lot of fun to watch this rise, and we know uh, it's just going to the moon from here. Seth and I were some of the early followers, um, and so we will, when can we expect our checks? That's how this works, right?
2: Yep, they are in the mail. Um, <laughs> okay, good. They hey. are in the mail. That's why I'm here, to pick it up. They are in the mail. <laughs> like i said they are in the mail
0: it's just like the in the mail mine's pending it's pending in my account um but it hasn't hit yet do they uh does tiktok send you anything did you get any congratulations or anything from them
2: uh no uh a a fun story though like uh once you do hit that uh, magical you know six uh six figure digit number um a new portal thing opens up where you can apply to get kind of sponsorships and stuff. And again, maybe I'm not even supposed to talk about this. Um, I was rejected within ten minutes. So, <laughs> so stay tuned for more. <laughs> what did you apply did they for? They say
0: why? Were, were they just no, like no, bad they, face or like what was? They, the... they were
2: like ew, ew, ew. Like they just sent me a gif of uh, Jimmy Fallon. Ew. Um, no, there was no. Uh, there was no. Uh, essentially reason i'm I'm curious just to how this is it's all automated so um i will you know keep trying keep trying that's did maybe that's the next goal i'll write on the calendar of by x date did, um,
1: did you so, uh, apply for a specific ad no it's just the
2: whole portal, program the okay. whole portal again okay. essentially but um gotcha yeah, they didn't like uh, middle-aged men, or boys <laughs> in in a basement talking about movies. Um, apparently, that's not a hot commodity these days. <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm sick and tired of seeing all the barely dressed girls dancing around to pop music on there. I I, I don't know. That seems worthless to me. I don't know who's paying for those ads. I want uh, I want that middle-aged dude in the basement talking about movies. None of us have seen. That's that's the kind of shit that sells stuff. I know that's true. <sighs> Maybe you should collab with, um, you know, like a hot teen dancer kind of TikToker. You guys could just eighteen, could of course,
2: at least eighteen. <laughs> um. Yes,
0: 18, 19, yeah, teen, barely. <laughs> uh, you could team, you could partner with a barely legal, uh, barely legal TikToker, and you guys could go through the roof.
2: You know what? For some reason, when you say "barely legal," no lie, I think of a bear wearing a like a judge outfit with a gavel. Um, that's the way my brain works.
0: God, yeah, that's pretty good actually.
1: I don't know. I just hear the porn head in, or porn head Pornhub intro in my head. I,
2: also, I, I hear the steel drums from the Girls Gone Wild
1: song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. Um I watched
1: some videos uh not on Pornhub, not on Pornhub. Um but uh on YouTube um that were kids at like talent shows and at like pep rallies and games. Guys on drums will play the Pornhub intro and like the fucking schools will go nuts. The, the kids <laughs> at school <are> like, yeah, <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. It's fucking awesome. And like, it's
0: pretty awesome. A
1: few of them are like, I think they they had planned they were gonna do it and told their friends. So like, he comes out of there on the drum and and they're like, yeah,
0: do it, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then he fucking starts to kind of like tease it, like. do-do-do. <laughs> and like start to play and then like he finally goes through it all and they're just fucking it's like they just won the super bowl like yeah!
0: oh my god that is fucking funny
1: you gotta watch those it's kind of inspiring. <laughs> inspiring
0: inspiring is a great way to play i'm sure it inspires a lot of things <laughs>
1: And I wonder if the teacher, the teachers have to know, but like it's gotta, but they can't punish them. It's a song, you know. It's not like they're not singing. Well, anything. also
2: if they punish them, they're probably showing their hands. <laughs> yeah,
0: gross. Oh,
1: oh no, no. Yeah, I hope they are not doing that at <laughs> oh, school. Oh,
2: No.
0: If, but yeah, it's the teacher. It's if the teacher goes, "Hey, that's the Pornhub song."
1: How do you know, Mr. Oh my Jenkins? God.
0: That's funny. That reminds me. I'm, I'm working on a joke that actually you guys inspired when we were chatting, playing games recently about how, how famous? it would be a weird type of fame to be a porn star because you can walk out around in the world and even people who recognize you probably aren't going to go, hey, I jerk off to you. <laughs> and so it would be like a weirdly unique situation for that same exact reason. Like no one You can point them out, but then you're just admitting what you're doing shortly before bedtime so I don't know
1: or shortly before but I gotta see this
0: Pornhub lunch I gotta see these videos of the theme cause that's fucking good
2: <laughs> or in line at the
1: DMV
0: <laughs> Goddamn. well before we self incriminate any further um, we better get on to the, to the I mean we're starting to get titillated anyway but we better we better do it more officially we're getting to a very special edition of titillating topics this week titillating topics. <sighs> so, Seth, we got a, a festive game. Uh, a little bit of a shake-up to the titillating topics this week. Why don't you take us through it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I thought in in honor of um, March Madness in March, and we're in March, and it's mad, um, <laughs> uh, I, I thought we would do a, a bracket of topics. Um, the topic here is naughty words. And uh, so it's gonna be a list. Uh, I couldn't do sixty-four because you have to pay for it. So I did thirty-two. So you did sixty-nine. <laughs> uh, All right. I pay, you get to pay double for sixty-nine. Sixty-nine.
2: 69.
1: <laughs> so I did thirty-two. It's uh, naughty words, and uh, we'll just go. They're they're kind of randomized, so they're like there's not really a.
2: You didn't actually seed them correctly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll just go through, and we'll we'll pick. Uh, well, will since there's three of us, we'll have we'll be able to split the tie here. So we'll go Wait, through and we'll on. see what.
0: So there are 32 cuss words.
1: Yeah, cuss are like naughty or dirty words. Like... Dirty words.
0: Okay, some of these I are have gonna my, be fucking hilarious. I have my, I have my yeah. money
1: on patootie. <laughs> that's not in there. Dang it. Um, I was gonna
0: say I would bet the house on fuck to be the champion Well,
1: here. Uh, no, you say that, yep. and we'll have since there's three of us we'll be able to break the tie. So. You've mentioned fuck. That is the number one seed here. Ooh. Uh, of course, with be? a PH? Uh, yeah.
0: Ooh, I think it was um, Vietnamese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I, I actually, I think this shouldn't be the 32 ranked one. I think it's one of my favorites. But fuck is against asshat.
2: Ooh. Oh, shit. So, okay, criteria-wise, are we... Just
1: whatever eat? your favorite. Okay, yeah, just okay. pick whatever you feel. Hmm.
0: Okay. I'm voting fuck. I am I'm, I'm telling you now I'm taking fuck to the moon. You guys are gonna have to kill fuck if you don't I, want it to win.
2: I, I do want to go with ass hat, but I do use fuck more, so I'm okay. gonna go with
1: fuck. I like ass hat but we'll choose fuck. Okay.
0: Fuck
2: All right. it is
1: <laughs> Alright, so fuck moves on to the next round. Uh it will be going up against either motherfucker or balls.
2: <laughs> is it a Z? Oh.
1: No, just an S. <laughs> I pick balls.
0: Is balls with a Z also in the bracket?
1: No, it's not. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I choose balls.
2: I'm going to say balls as well. I never use the full term. Uh, If anything, it's mother smucker or mother trucker.
0: Yeah. Sam Jackson's going to be pissed at me for this one. Me and old Sammy are friends, you know. Um, I'm going to go with balls, too.
1: All right. Balls it is. All right. So the next one, uh, dickhead versus douchebag. Oh, the old DB for myself. Douchebag? I'm going dickhead.
0: Oh, shit. I got to break it? Gosh, this is hard. I feel like I can use douchebag more, but dickhead is more emphatic. It's a stronger dickhead. I'm going dickhead.
1: Dickhead. Mm-hmm. Dickhead wins. Apparently, win. nope. douchebag was too flaccid. <laughs> this, so this, <laughs> So this one is a real. This one's a this one's a battle. Um, and it, it's really it's 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 like two best friends going up against each other. Oh no. Uh, but they're fierce rivals at the same time. It's shit and poop. And I'm going poop.
0: <laughs> I'm going shit.
1: I
2: I gotta give my money to the poopy dupes. Yeah, poopy poop, oh, poop is funnier. Goodness
0: gracious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one uh, this really. This is
0: quickly coming together. Like like we're <laughs> you you could put this podcast on and say, hey, listen to these fifteen year olds. And so so far we're right on track. We're
1: winning. <laughs> All right. This next one is is a. Uh, uh, Kind of an honor to Cody. Um, It's Boner and Dumbass. Are the two opponents. Ooh. I like Dumbass.
0: You Dumbass.
2: Mm. Like Red Foreman. You Boner. (laughs) (laughs) Boner
0: donor. Calling someone a Boner is rare, but I think awesome. Dumbass is pretty... Boner. I say Boner
2: i got to go with my uh, my guy, Red Foreman. Yeah. Dumbass.
1: Dumbass.
0: Shirt. I should have known.
1: All right. Um, these are pretty related, too. You don't want to do one while someone's doing this other one. Uh, it's uh, cocksucker and piss.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, now, I, I'm confused. What's the category again? It's just all the
1: piss cuss words. Oh, they're I didn't not, know if they're... these were acts that we were uh-uh. into. No, it's all... <laughs> <laughs> it's all... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, is that how we're voting? Ooh, that's, that's harder. I'd rather just pick based on the words than the acts. Piss. I'm going with piss. Cocksuckers, I think cocksucker is changing. I think it's getting phased out. Um, actually, one, uh, one of the comedians that I've worked with here in Bend has a really good joke about cocksucker and how we should stop considering it a, a derogative and start, like, lauding cocksuckers for the important work that they do. <laughs> oh,
1: God.
2: I mean, it's long and hard work.
0: Oh my goodness gracious! JB's on a roll today.
2: Um, I would go with it if it was cork soaker, but I'm gonna have to go with piss.
1: <laughs> All right, so that's two for piss. I'd probably go piss too. All right, we got a few. We got a lot more here, so we'll have to. Start. A lot more. We still okay. have to go. We we'll have to go. Start going through them a little quicker. We got uh, next one is ass face and taint. Oh, taint. I like taint. Taint, taint yeah. and love. Taint.
2: That's what that song's about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one this one's two opposites here. Uh crap and jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I like crap.
0: I like crap better than jizz. I, I there are better <laughs> words for, that's a sound that's well, a sound That's
2: bit. the title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that.
2: <laughs> oh my god, now I got <laughs> hit on too much.
0: <laughs>
2: I, <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be a bad podcast. <laughs> All right, got- I am going with with Jiz only because of the Aziz and sorry joke. <laughs> it's Jizz everywhere. There's
0: jizz everywhere.
1: <laughs> I like crap just because it's a funny funnier oh, word, man. I think. Alright. Here again we got we got some uh, we got some brothers, uh, some some relatives. Uh common wiener. <laughs>
0: Jesus how many syllables for ejaculate are there? <laughs> I feel like a lot of the 32 are going to end up in that yeah. category.
1: I'm going with calm? wiener. I'm going with I don't wiener. like calm. It's, it's got to be wiener for me. <laughs> That's another title.
0: It's got to be
1: wiener for me.
2: <laughs> My eyeball's going to pop out.
0: This is so dumb and so fun. Scott, are you wiener? Yeah, I'm going to go with a wiener. Oh, man.
1: Oh, that's funny. All right. Whew. Next one is, Wiener moves uh,
0: on. That one's going to be hard to beat.
1: Uh, bullshit
2: and butthole. I like butthole. Yeah, I'm going to go with the b-hole.
1: I mean, yeah. you already lost. Guess, yeah. All right, pretty close uh, relatives here in this one too. I call these ones more cousins, uh, shitface and turd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no, turd. Oh no, I like turd.
0: I, God, turd is such a good. I, I think turd.
2: Yep, turd all the way. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. Turd Ferguson, anything.
1: Here's another. Here's another tough matchup. We got and bitch. <laughs>
0: What is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, this These is... These are a- two
0: really strong seeds. <laughs> I... I love Nutsack.
1: <laughs> Man, there's so many titles this week.
0: There's there's a lot of things in this show that I'm glad I'm the guy that makes the sounders because I'm there's a lot of this stuff that I, I'm glad is not going to be on the soundboard next week. <laughs> it. Um... Nutsack and. Bitch. Bitch. Mhm. I gotta go, bitch. More versatile.
1: Yeah. I want that nutsack. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go nutsack as the as the dark horse here. Yeah. Ooh,
0: wow. Down goes Frazier. Holy cow. All right. Whammy.
1: We got Pecker and Goddamn. Goddamn Bobby. <laughs> Goddamn Pecker. <laughs> <sighs> These are. I like this is Pecker. A tough
0: matchup because. I like both of these. I go pecker also.
1: Yep. Pecker. All right. A few more here for the first round. We got fuck face and cock. Oh, no.
0: Ooh, it's fuck face for me. Cock is a... I don't like cock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
0: or the...
2: I'm really scared that there's going to be another C word here. No. Okay.
0: Whew.
1: All right. I was going li- to say,
0: I think Seth's smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, again, these one, these are classics and um classics huh and again are are kind of related um you know at least in the underpants area uh, we got dick and asshole ooh i like asshole i mean both can wink at you
0: <laughs> um <laughs> oh <laughs>
2: Actually, no. Never mind. One can wink. One just has a brown eye. Oh, um, no. I'm gonna go with b hole cool. there. Wait, what is it?
1: Dick and asshole.
2: Oh, not b hole. Never mind. That was a different one, huh? What if we get asshole versus butthole? uh Oh. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, I'm gonna go with dick because it's good as a as a, like a, a pejorative. Like I'm calling you a dick. You're being a dick. But I also like it as a verb. Like I dicked this up, or I'm dicking around. Uh, that did, puts it over the did top. Did a
1: deep for me. dick. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go with dick
1: oh you guys are losers he's
2: throwing out some good logic there
1: all right oh. last last one for the first round we got hell and prick
2: prick yeah yeah prick. all
1: right that was a bad matchup next round here hell
0: didn't stand a chance in hell didn't have a snowball's chance in itself
1: dun 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 dun. there you go all right uh Next round, we'll speed through these fucking balls. Balls. That's this matchup.
0: Ooh, that's... I'm sticking with fuck, but...
1: Oh. You gotta tie-break it. I like balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with balls. All right, dickhead and poop.
0: Wait, you're just gonna unceremoniously move past the number one seed in the whole tournament getting beat out in the second round?
1: That's they bullshit. did. Yep. I'm sorry, horse shit is not on the list. That is not on the list. But dickhead and ball or dickhead and poop is. And I'm going with poop.
0: Yeah, let's put poop through. <laughs> yeah,
2: get
1: that poop shoot going. Uh dumbass and piss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a tough one for me. You guys vote first.
1: I'm gonna go with with piss. Ooh,
2: I was gonna say dumbass. Uh
1: oh.
0: Shit. This is what I didn't want.
1: No, shit <laughs> um... is not on this round.
0: <laughs> dumbass.
1: All right, dumbass is moving
2: get on. That, no, uh, not I was gonna say get that George Foreman going right now. Ugh.
1: <laughs> Red Foreman. <laughs> um, you don't want want you don't want one of these things on the other. It's crap and taint.
0: Ooh, <laughs> give me crap. Crap. Yeah.
2: Man, now that you said that, someone out there, multiple people, wipe backwards. <laughs> And they have a poopy taint. Imagine that, people. Um what? What, what are the two? Crap and
0: taint. Wait, when you say when you say wipe backwards.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait, back no no no. Okay, backwards means reverse in my logic. Mm-hmm. So that would be forwards. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm I got, you. I got saying, what saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I live in my own world. Um what are the two? <laughs> taint and crap. Uh crap.
1: Yep, that's what we had to. Crap moves on. Weiner w- and butthole. I mean, that's the dream I'm, right
0: there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Weiner. Oh, man,
2: oh man.
0: I think butthole for me. You're
2: gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make me do this. Huh? Yeah. Yep. <sighs> I strictly because it's funny. I'm gonna say Weiner. Yeah.
1: Weiner. All right, turd turd and Nutsack. Turd. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm, turd. Turd. Pecker fuckface. (laughs) I like pecker.
0: Man, fuckface is strong, but I gotta vote pecker as well.
2: Mm Mm-hmm, I do like the alliteration they got going, but uh, it's a mouthful.
1: you're gonna like this one, because this is a rhyme. Dick and prick. Dick. (laughs) I like prick.
0: I... I think Dick. Yeah.
1: Dick moves on. All right. We're into the Elite Eight here. Sweet. We start off with um, balls versus poop. (laughs) It's been everywhere. And I like poop.
0: Somehow I knew, or I should have known, I should have said. Somehow I should have known (laughs) that this journey we've been on, this podcasting journey, and then in a wider extent, just our friendship in general. Was gonna end right here. Um, <laughs> this is what we've been driving toward the entire time, and in my in my silly show of panache, I've forgotten the two words. <laughs> told me to do it again.
1: Balls and poop, and I picked poop.
0: Balls and poop. Yeah, I balls.
1: Poop moves on. Yeah. Shit. Oh, we got dumbass and crap. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm taking the easy way out. I'm saying crap. I like dumbass.
0: Oh. Mm, it's crap.
1: Okay. Oh man, that's gonna be a tough final four round right there between those two. Alright, we got Wiener and Turd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Wiener. I want turd.
0: Yeah, turd. Turd. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Oh no! He probably knows what's what's getting matched up here.
1: <laughs> Almost all of them are poop
0: related. <laughs> I wondered if there'd be a
1: pattern. <laughs> oh man! Well, we gotta we gotta do one more before oh, no. we get to the final four. Um, we have Dick versus Pecker. <laughs> I'm going Pecker.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Pecker.
1: All right. Pecker, clean sweep. Pecker's the the lone. Non poop related item, although sometimes it might have poop on it. Um, Gosh, so th- I hope not. <laughs> this next one, this first final four matchup is poop versus crap. I'm going poop. Yeah, poop, easy. Nah.
0: No. <laughs> and sure
1: then I'm we crap, have we have we have turd versus pecker. I like. I kind of want to go pecker. I kind of like pecker.
0: I'll vote pecker through.
1: Wow. All right. You guys
2: killed Turd right there.
1: Wait, the, that the, was
0: less about that matchup and more about the final.
1: The, the, mm. the final round. We have Poop versus Pecker. So it could have been Poop versus Turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going Poop.
0: Vote, Pecker. I'm Poop. <laughs> JV, the pressure's on.
1: You're going to crown the first yeah, ever you, naughty word. If you look back. Yeah, what I voted for,
2: the winner of this bracket, has got to be Poop. Yeah! Oh,
0: wow! For three for the win, yes! LeBron James and the buzzer! Poop wins. Wow.
1: Poop wins! Poop wins! <laughs> poop wins.
2: <laughs> By a landslide, Poop wins!
1: I was really hoping that would win. That I, I really kind of pushed that one along, I think, but... Didn't Ew. have to strain too hard.
0: <laughs> Something doesn't smell right about this bracket. I think there was some tampering. I don't like it. For my money, fuck. I th- I still think fuck should have been the winner. But no,
1: poop. poopy' easily I'm okay defeated with poop. fuck.
0: Poop is not a bad... It's a good bad word.
2: That's what what would have won in my world? Rim job. <laughs>
1: That was on there actually. It was? That the list I pulled up, um, I pulled up a list and just copied it and then kinda I did take out some of the more questionable swears I saw in there. Um maybe some some of the sexist ones. I was like, maybe we don't do that. Um mm-hmm. but I, I, I did uh I did see rim job in there. Pam job was also in there. I took that off and I thought that was kind of a weird swear, uh naughty word. Um it's like it's like the least serious of any of the jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's Are like, you saying
0: Are you saying ham job?
1: Yeah, where you go and get a Thanksgiving
2: ham, and then you take out the ham bone. Then yeah, Yeah.
1: And then you replace it? (laughs) Yeah, and then you replace it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gross. I don't like that one. Where's my...
2: Oh, that's nasty.
0: Probably could have used that about 100 times during that whole thing. Gosh, that was fun. This is a little behind the scenes. Before we started the podcast, Seth was like, I want to do a little March Madness thing that I think will be pretty fun. I don't know if, do you, did, you, did you think it would be as fun? I, I just laughed my head off. I just got an ad workout from that. Little <laughs> Goddamn. All right, so Poop is the champion. Um, maybe 12 months from now we can revisit this and see if it can uh, reclaim its title and repeat as the champion of our titillating topics bracket challenge. Titillating topics. Here we go.
1: The titillator is wow. working overdrive, overtime today.
0: There was a lot of titillation in that segment. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Holy shit. All right. Well, I think we're uh, sufficiently titillated. We're now about a quarter of the way through the podcast, so we probably better get into some <coughs> chic tweets. Let's do it. I call you a punk.
1: Iron Sheik must have been booting up some 90s music this week. Um, the first time I've ever seen him do this, he tweeted in lowercase and then went into, went into uppercase, all caps. So he, in lowercase, he, he uh, tweets, clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes, because I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that these are, are the breaks...
2: Oh, and then,
1: yeah. or in capitals. Let's start the capitals. Or clap your hands, everybody, if you are the man or the fucking jabroni, because I am the legend, and I want you to know that it will break your fucking neck. Wow, snap it.
0: That's got to be a pair. That's two tweets, right? That's a lot of fucking words for one tweet.
1: I don't know how he did the. Yeah, that's that's a lot of characters.
0: He put the entire fucking bridge <clears throat> for Curtis Blows the brakes twice in the same tweet. That's just a ba- use of the characters right there. Basically. That's why Sheik's number one. Great job on the Sheik tweet with the <laughs> Curtis Blow uh, reference there, Sheiky. Nice one. I call you a punk. All righty. Time to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Mathis Designs, head over to mathisdesigns.com, find our good friend Steph, check out all your stationery and graphic design needs, or commission a piece of your own.
1: Get a piece.
0: Get that piece. Also, get yourself a piece of Mike's wood. Head up etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodworked.
1: Oh, Mike.
0: Oh, Mike. Head over to Spotify if you want to catch a little... A little comedy, a little rap, a little hip-hop. Check out the guys from Friday After Class. That's NPA and Jack on the weekends. Um, make sure you guys go over there and subscribe or follow on the Spotify page. Link is in the description box there. That's where you're going to see the drop for Glizzy's For Breakfast. Um, hopefully coming soon. I haven't got an update on that yet uh, in a little bit. But uh, hopefully Glizzy's Breakfast coming soon to the Friday After Class page over on Spotify. What? Next up, our good friends NPA and uh, our very own JB right here at Room56Studios.com. The guys can help you put together your creative projects with video editing, sound editing, um, anything to take your creative idea and make it available to the masses. Check out Room56Studios.com to get in touch with the guys and see how they can help you out.
2: Waka Waka. <clears throat>
0: And last but not least, Anchor is our podcast hosting service. Let's go to a quick 30-second ad about them. All right. Anchor is, of course, also the place where you can uh, best connect with us. Uh, Two great ways to do that. One is voice messaging. So if you head over to our Anchor page, there's a link in the description box to leave us a voice message. So uh, leave a short recording, ask us a question, sing us a song, ask us to settle a bet, tell us about a headline, whatever it is. Um, if you want to hear your voice on the SoCo show and communicate with us, that's the best way to do it. We do have a live show upcoming uh, a week from the release of this episode. So that'll be on March 25th, 8 p.m. Central Time over on YouTube on the J Buck Studios page. At
2: Jared Buckendall.
0: So if you want to hear your voice and communicate with us during that live show, which is typically when we like to do those voice messages, uh, again, click the an- click the link to the Anchor page, leave us a voice message, and you may hear your voice right here on the soco show the the best thing for you to do though if you're heading over to that anchor page is become a contributor to the show or as we like to call them our anchor wankers Wanka. these are the folks that are sending us a few shekels a month a dollar two bucks five bucks to keep the podcast going keep it consistently improving with you know new equipment new software we've got a lot of really exciting stuff in the works that we're excited to tell you guys about but we can't yet um, so for the folks who already are wankers, just know uh, Wanker. there's some really exciting stuff going on that your contributions are funding. Um, and we'll have, we'll have more info to share about that in the not too distant future. Um, but now is also a really, really great time to become a contributor and join the party. Um, also still looking to get to 25 anchor wankers so Wanker. that we can get the exclusive release of a brand new NPA track right here on the soco show so again hit the link in the description box click become a contributor and join our illustrious list of anchor wankers wankers <laughs> nicely done very nice Alrighty. well let's turn to the week that was we're going to start by checking out some of the headlines <laughs> which are real what's your fake i don't know yet let's find out news or nonsense coming up
1: news or nonsense
0: news or nonsense Six on the Donny Thornberry, but uh, that time I kind of locked in on the on news or nonsense.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't know your voice could get that
1: high. <laughs> it's funny we've been into the show so long, like late, like far along already. That I thought I set my phone down after Sheik tweets, thinking I was done because at this point I don't have to use my phone anymore. Usually, you can just check. out,
2: <laughs> You are done.
1: Um, but no, I still have some news headlines. So. Uh, we'll go ahead. First, we're going to place bets on uh, for a tiebreaker on how many of these news stories do you think will be nonsense. Uh, who won last week? Was it Cody? Yep, he get a man, clean sweep. Uh, so, Cody, how many of these news stories do you think will be nonsense out of the three?
0: I think we're going to have two nonsense stories.
1: Two nonsense. What do you think, Jared?
2: Wow, that's what he's doing last week. You think zero, one, or three? I'm going to say one. One One. nonsense? One nonsensical headline. All right. The rest are
1: factual. I did my research this week. Yeah, you looked at my phone. Yes. (laughs) All right. I think uh, six o'clock is approaching. I think the news is about to start. This just in. Florida man caught with his pecker in his hand and a pickle in his butt. Is this news or nonsense?
2: What? (laughs) This cannot be
1: real. Florida man caught with his pecker in his hand and a pickle in his butt.
0: I feel like I'm falling into an obvious trap here, but this has got to be nonsense, right?
2: I don't think... You can put "butt" as a headline, so I'm gonna say it's nonsense.
1: So I will say, I mean, these aren't some. some but these then are you adjusted. did say
2: Florida, and they don't have rules there.
1: You already said nonsense. Okay, okay. Um, go ahead, I, go ahead and hit the drum roll, but. <laughs> Yeah, this is a real story. <laughs> what? Fuck you!
0: I should have known. Oh my <laughs> god!
1: This is like made actually some news headlines over the last few days. But this is recent. Yeah, like a day ago, this story came out. What? Yeah. Uh, and the pickle, the, the pickle, the theme is pickles <laughs> because of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> Why was his pecker in his like like he was? So he bit? was jerking off, and uh, he had a pickle in his butt. <laughs> Did you read into it? I feel like that's one that you would bring the whole article.
1: He, he. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing, but I heard about it. Um And yeah, he was just out there pleasuring himself, <laughs> having a good old time with a pickle. Wow. That gives
2: jerking the Gherkin a whole different <laughs> <laughs> definition. Wow.
0: That's the one oh, right there. Oh, no. That is the
1: one. Jerkin' the Gherkin. Tampa
0: Bay Man. Tampa Bay man allegedly masturbating on private property with an uneaten pickle inserted
1: into his rectum. Oh, uneaten. (laughs) Hey, this pickle fucker got us some free eats. Oh, man. Yikes. For
2: all we know, it started as a
1: cucumber. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Good God, man.
1: Oh, that's nasty. Tight grip on it.
0: (laughs) so this is uh ar15.com so don't uh don't don't hold me to the truth of this um but as a 47 year old man uh was lying in the yard of a townhouse while pleasuring himself with one hand and a pickle in the other um and then they make a point to say the criminal complaint notes that he was not armed with a firearm and there's no mention of the pickle being taken as evidence <laughs> the first comment says we have all been there. I, I think we have. My, I think we have.
1: I guess my question is, so I'm, I'm guessing that the cops reported that he was using a pickle on himself, because I don't think someone's going to stand by and go like, okay, he's clearly jerking off, but what's he got in his butt?
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good God. It would need to be an uneaten pickle, because pickles are pretty firm, so if you bit off an end of the pickle it would have sharp edges I think so Mm -hmm. that's just being safe you know
1: and is it like one of those giant pickles that you can get like at a stand or is it like a you know like a classic blastic pickle that's like bread and butter
2: I'm definitely thinking like a ballpark one one, the one (laughs) yeah
1: comes on a stick yeah oh no
0: (laughs) that was gross Ooh
1: yeah, so that's a real story. So nice. yeah, that that's where I got the. I heard about that on a podcast, and I'm like, ooh. Well, my theme is clearly pickles this week then, because uh, it wasn't going to be licking master-
0: your chops when you when you saw that one. Were you like, I know oh, I'm going yeah. motherfuckers on this. Oh one. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so you said it was news or nonsense too, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. so I did kind of
2: question it, but uh, you you you, you, you got me. You got me.
1: <laughs> All right, next headline. Breaking news: Homeowner in New Hampshire fends off intruder with jar of Vlasic pickles. Is this news or nonsense?
0: New Hampshire? Yeah. News.
1: Cody says we don't news. in
0: New Hampshire.
1: Can you read uh, reread it, please? Sure can. Homeowner in New Hampshire fends off intruder with jar of Vlasic pickles.
2: Now you're being very specific with the brand of pickle. I feel like that has got to be nonsense. Mm, he's going because with- people living in New Hampshire have a classy palate. A Vlasic pickle is the everyday man's pickle. <laughs> You're getting real deep and introspective I on this. I am getting deep on my pickle lore. <laughs> well, let's is hit
0: the drum true? roll. Is Vlasic what? a blue collar pickle? I feel like. I don't know. I honestly don't. I'm not big in the pickle game, so I don't know what the tiers are. <laughs>
1: I like Let's the. See, I, I kind of like some of the store, brought, star, store brand ones Because they tend to have more salt in them It seems like mm-hmm.
0: Gotta have that salt Gotta have it
1: Let's Drum roll please Nonsense <laughs> <Damn it. laughs>
2: I'm telling you Velastic is that an everyday man's pickle
0: I'm in tough shape here. I'm in tough shape.
1: We have one more story. Be our final headline. At this hour, Kool Aid flavored pickles gaining popularity in the United States. Is this news or nonsense?
0: (laughs) Wait, your favorite part's coming up. Okay. Um. Kool-Aid flavored pickles. That's what you're telling me. Yes. Hmm. I think my only shot at getting back into the game is to say nonsense. So I'm going to have to go with that. But I'm unsure. I will tell you that.
2: Okay. So
0: Kool-Aid
2: there's many different flavors of Kool-Aid. I'm curious if they specified in the article what flavor of Kool-Aid they were going with. K- a Kool-Aid-flavored pickle. What oh, is that like a dessert that you're going with? I could see. Oh. You know what? Ooh. I, you know what? I think this is news, and they're serving it at state fairs. Oh. Yeah. It's Uh-oh. a fried pickle with the infused Kool-Aid on the outside uh,
1: batter. Well, why don't we have the drum Hucumber? roll? There we go. Know? With a perfect game, Jared gets it. It's news. <laughs> <laughs> you even got Oh, that's nasty. I didn't get the butthole pickle one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, never mind. No perfect game, but Jared gets it. But I'm
2: telling you, those Kool Aid. So that is that State Fair? I don't
1: know if it's the State Fair thing, but it's something that is more people are eating. Why? And it's look up pictures of it. It's fucking gross. Is it like? Is it like the pretty patties from SpongeBob? It just looks. It looks like you, it. It looks like a messed up popsicle.
0: Ooh. Yeah, it does. Or like watermelon. Oh. I'm looking at a red one. <laughs>
2: yeah, That's watermelon. It. Yeah. yeah, it looks like tiny watermelon. Oh, no!
0: <laughs> they're even like, they're doing red on one Ooh, side and green so on the other. <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: I, if, if anyone water-
0: ever hands me something that I think is watermelon, and I bite into it, and it's oh no! I will go to jail for fucking killing someone <laughs> if that happens to me.
1: <laughs> I want that to do that sometime I to you. In my life
0: if, if you lo- end your life that'd be a good I, to do I it
2: i would lose any little bit of trust i have <laughs> oh, I still yeah. have left i would just be done oh yeah because these look disgusting
0: <laughs> it's like the uh is is this cake remember that whole thing is this cake or not yep uh, mm-hmm. is is this pickles or not that, that might be the next um the next big thing but it is kind of like pretty patties too i don't know either way it's gross i'm glad i didn't win i didn't want to win on that gross news but I guess I better play the thing for you. For three the win. Yes! LeBron James at the You've upped your game. I can appreciate that. A little bit of back and forth, never killed anybody. I'll be back to whoop that ass next week, though, i tell say that.
2: Well, that's the thing. You bring your A-game on live shows, so I, I need to uh, study some headlines next see, week. See if
1: Jared can string some games together here. Yeah.
0: Get a streak going. Maybe. Maybe. I mean,
2: aside from the ones in my shorts, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it.
0: Hello. Wow. Jared's got streaks in his shorts. That's a real headline. That's been news or nonsense.
1: News or nonsense.
0: News or nonsense. Oh my god. Well, let's uh let's recap the week. Let's hear what everyone has been working on these last seven days, we're gonna answer the question, what did you? I'm excited to talk about what I did. I have, as of last night, as of Tuesday the 16th, I have beaten and 100%ed and platinum trophied Ghost of Tsushima on the PS4. Uh, Now, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, Um, you beat the game, you beat the story mode or whatever, you get 100% in the game, you get all the collectibles and shit, you platinum the trophies, you get all the other shit in the game, and you do a bunch of like weird achievement type stuff. And I was able to pull that feat off in just over 90 hours of (laughs) gameplay, which is probably double the most time I've ever spent on a game, which I think previously was Spider-Man. And I have to thank you guys for that. Specifically you Seth, you you gave Ghost a really big recommend a while mm-hmm. back a number of months ago and encouraged me to get it and I got it and was I became obsessed. Like there was a certain <laughs> point like 40 hours in I was like I'm getting everything this game has. Like I'll collect whatever the fuck. And I did it all and it was it was interesting. I sent you guys a message if if you get uh you don't have to do all that stuff to get to get this thing but one of the things you get really late in the game when you've done most of everything, way more than the average person would do, is you get a costume that's just the guy in his underwear, which also happened in Spider-Man. And I just want game developers out there to know, we don't want that. Nobody fucking (laughs) wants the underwear suit. If if I'm going to spend 80 plus hours collecting a bunch of shit to get this costume, it better not just be fucking underwear. I I don't know who's asking for that. I know you think it's cheeky, but really what Uh, it feels like is that I got ripped off. Cheeky's, yeah I didn't even fucking want that that was an accidental pun but quit fucking doing that make a dope ass costume but the naked thing has got to be done Uh, it just pisses me off when I spend that much time and it's just like yeah he took his shorts off isn't this cool look Um, but what I will say is that it was a very satisfying conclusion to the game loved the way the story ended surprisingly emotional uh, for a video game but for my money Ghost of Tsushima top five game I've ever played in my life. I fucking loved it. It was so much fun. The way, the mechanics of it, the way that it looked, (laughs) the story mode, it just was so deep. And I'm not usually into this type of game, the free roam um, kind of objective-based kind of stuff. But um, this made me a believer in that genre. And it's finally going to... um, uh, inspire me to get Horizon Zero Dawn, which I had not played before. Yeah, you guys had. buddy. Which you and don't I, need to get it's now. Amazing.
1: It's going to be free uh, here soon. PlayStation's giving it away for free, so you don't need to buy oh, it. shit.
0: Nice. Well, I will be what? getting that for free and hopefully playing, on a, got, playing it on a goddamn PS5 at some point in my life, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, you got to find one of those, one of those man. Yeah. I, I'm told they're pretty cool, so I might try to get one. But Ghost of Tsushima, just tens across the board, loved the game. there's a void in my life now. I don't know what I'm going to do, other than just... Horizon. Play Ghost. I think, um, well, I'll get Horizon, but I will say this. I think I'm going to cool it a second (laughs) before I jump into another massive AAA title that I'm probably going to want to 100%. So I think I'm going to fill the gap by playing Crash 4, It's About Time, which I have, um, which I'm really excited to dive into just because it's simpler and more (laughs) brainless and less intense and huge. Um, but um, it was it, it's funny that I say that because Jared I know you've recently been working on some of the other Crash games
2: yeah actually literally what you just said is how I was feeling is like I, I wanted to play some games but kind of like a mindless game um, I mean Crash Bandicoot's not entirely mindless because it's really it's surprisingly tough platforming mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I didn't want to start with uh, because what I'm playing is the Insane Trilogy so it has 1, 2 and uh, the third one Warped and I just jumped straight to Warped because we had that one growing up. Um, rest in peace to the disc because my mom stepped on it. Um, that was—I still remember that. That was just a sad, sad day. She was like cleaning the room, we heard a snap, and oh, I couldn't ride that little tiger on the Great Wall of China anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, sad, sad day. But no, I've been playing that, and um, pretty tough. I mean, I've made it through all the way. I'm going through and collecting all the gems. I think the toughest part is going to be doing the time trials. I don't know if you guys ever dove
1: into that. No. I I wasn't as much of a Crash guy. um, But I... So I bought Crash 4 because it was a recent PS5 game, and I've been itching to buy just any PS5 game because there's not a whole lot out right now that I haven't beat. Um, So... Uh, I bought that, and then I was like, "Well, the Insane Trilogy was free on uh, the mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus collection you get when you have a PS5." And so, uh, I, I, seeing Jared play that, I uh, that he was playing that the one night when I was online, so I um, inspired me to play it. So I'm gonna play through all those quick. Ooh. I'm not gonna like 100 them. I'm just gonna get through them. Good. Yeah, yeah. And then so I can get yeah. to Crash Four because <clears throat> it has the updated graphics and controls and stuff. That'll
0: be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to play Crash Four. I have gone through. So to your point, Jared. Um, i went I was doing a trophy chase um sometime during the last year and went back and i've hunted I've gotten all the gems, time trials, and relics. I've done everything in all three of the games in the insane trilogy. Um, but crash is like my thing when I was growing up as a kid. I, I've played each of those games probably four or five times all the way through. Um The thing that's hard about the time trials is you can you can pass and get like a regular relic for that. Or you can beat a harder time and get a gold one, and one of the achievements that I was trying to get—you needed to get all the gold ones—and that is a motherfucker. I would probably not even recommend it because it's so goddamn frustrating. Because um, you have to be like perfect to get the golds, but um, yeah, you'll have some fun running through the time trials. Those are those are a good time. <laughs>
2: I'm kind of curious because I mean I know that you guys you know you play games but you're not like a hardcore trophy hunter and stuff. There's certain games that I do that for. What's like the most insane thing in a game you've done just to get like a little tiny like your you know an outfit piece or you know a little check mark or something? Because for me recently, and this wasn't even on my account, it was for T Buck, my brother. Um, we were playing the uh, the latest uh, update of uh Tony Hawk, Pro Skater one and two, and there's certain gap challenges. I played one basically I had to do one trick and it took three hours. <laughs> 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 and and there was twenty four of those. You had to do one on each level and one of them, no lie. Like we were looking online, convinced it was glitched, I did it and I just like threw the controller down. I was like, I'm the greatest player for... <laughs> I, I like like Cody, I think uh you being Crash Bandicoot, I think Tony Hawk, that's probably the one of the games I'm the best at. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Tony Hawk had some pretty crazy achievements and stuff. I remember like using a cheat code one time to have it where you couldn't fall off of a grind and getting onto a circular pool and just letting the controller sit and yep. the guy grind until he hit like a million point grind or something to get a to get an achievement. I remember doing that way back in the day. Um, But I think most recently, I mean, Ghost is pretty obvious to me. I've never spent that much time on five games, probably. Um, And at that point, if you're trying to find everything in Ghost, you're like, the the map shows you where you've been and where you haven't. So you're literally just walking around the parts of the map you haven't been to and just uncovering them. So, like, I literally walked every fucking portion of that map just to (laughs) uncover it all to try to get the collectibles. And it's like... It's a shitload of square miles, like two scale miles. Um, I think the, the map is like 20 miles long or some shit. So it's a huge fucking area. And I walked, well, on a horse, um, the entire thing, sometimes for like an hour at a time, just uncovering space and not doing anything. So that I would say is the deepest I've gotten into the trophy hunting.
1: I don't think I've ever really done trophy hunting. I never had the urge to really 100% anything i'll be very you, thorough when i play games like i'll, I'll check that's what i was gonna say your thing,
0: yeah your thing is finding in like uh the last of us and god of war you're just looking fucking everywhere for whatever is under yeah. a piece of ammo or whatever is underneath your the yeah. chairs or whatever
1: i do that but i'm not like trying to go do like i don't try to do like extra things outside i guess like yeah like where, where you're uncovering every piece of the map if it's Like, if the game's over and I've done everything and it's just, like, to see something, then I don't really care. Like, Spider-Man, the only thing I didn't do was go take pictures at the secret locations because I didn't want to go look for them and all that shit. But I did everything else because it was all within the game and, like, easy... Not easy to do, but, like, you could check it off and it's done. And it's not, like, something where it's, like, complete this thing a hundred times and you get this trophy, you know? It's, like, all part of the Mm -hmm. game. If it's part of the game and it's not, like, meant to be something hidden then I'll do it all. But yeah, those, those hidden pictures and shit like in Spider-Man, I'm never going to spend the time on that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's kind of, now that stuff has become easier because you can just Google it and they'll fucking tell you exactly where to go and what to do. I do that for a couple things in Ghost. Um, but yeah, that stuff is, you got to really want to do that stuff because some of it's really dumb and has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> I am excited though, I'll tell you that. Uh, I am more motivated than ever to try to get a PS5 now that I think one of the next big games is going to be Ratchet uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, Rift Apart. A drift Apart. Um, but you still
1: also need to play Miles Morales too, which I honestly like better than the original game. I do too.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I can't wait to get Miles. It, the story- I forget about it. I think it's been be- a while, but I am super cranked to play that one.
1: I think because it's so it's shorter, but d- like there's a lot to do. And the story, I thought, was way better. Like, more personal. I really liked it a lot. Probably
0: benefits from being shorter. They had to just do so much in Spider-Man. It couldn't all be personal. Mm-hmm. Um, There's still a lot of extra stuff Miles to do, maybe, though. More accessible.
1: And, like, the the pow- extra powers that he has and the controls in general, I thought, are better. Yeah.
2: Just, yeah again, I'm, I'm only, like, 50 to 75% through that one. But his combat style is so much it's it's more fluid almost and you feel really powerful at times and you feel more agile and stuff again cody once you get a ps5 that's like day one
0: yep yeah that'll probably be the first thing i put in i'm stoked uh speaking of miles i watched a youtube video that was pretty good recently about how the leap of faith scene in spider verse this this art the argument that this youtube video was making is that it's the best scene ever made um and I, I I don't think that that's so crazy. Um, they they did this whole thing where they went through, here's how it's set up, here's why it's meaningful. So they set up all the context around the scene and then they give you the scene and it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, so if you ask me, it's it's one of the best, but I'm biased because I'm such a spider nerd. Yeah, I'd um, say
2: probably second best is the scene with Fred Armisen um, on the train in Eurotrip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's pretty good. That's, why, m- that's probably m- the m- best m- accent m- scene m- of all time. M- God. <laughs> what the... F- Is that... Does that just... Does that clip just live in your head rent-free, Jared, or where oh the fuck God. did you pull that from?
2: <laughs> For some reason, I... Uh, we, we went on like a... God, this was this week, too, was... um. We did a weird kind of, hey, let's watch movies from, like, the early 2000s. So I watched The Village and then Eurotrip in a night. A weird double feature. <laughs> um, never watched The Village. That was the first time, so that was interesting. But then Eurotrip was just, I mean, that was a comedy growing up that we watched weekly in high school.
0: Yeah. Because it had boobies in it.
2: <laughs> that it lot. did.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it also had old man peckers, though, when they get to the beach. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a trade-off
1: Old Man Peckers Old Man Old man Peckers sounds like a guy who lives down the street and like sits on his porch all day doesn't talk to anyone Hey, it's Old
2: Man Peckers
0: Get off my line.
1: Leave me and my birds alone
0: uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's fucking funny
2: You smelling when I'm stepping in?
0: I'm smelling it, man Oh, wow Alright, well anyway, we played a lot of video games this last week, and uh, that's what we did. So we're going to wrap that segment up right there. All righty. let's take a look at um, some of the other headlines sweeping the nation this week, but we got to know what we think about them. Let's talk. What do you think? <laughs> So, chef, you brought us a couple of things here. For what you think, um, let's start with some potentially earth-shattering Netflix news.
1: Yeah, Netflix is t- trying out a, a thing, like a doing a beta type thing, um, where they're going to crack down on some password sharing. Where you're going to have to do basically, it's like a two-step authentic on app again.
2: Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's the word. Word of the day.
1: The uh... <laughs> Authenticate <laughs> 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 on authentic the. Don't, <laughs> do don't don't move on. Let him do it. <laughs> I want to do it. Authentic the goombada. <laughs> Authenticator. You're
0: putting an extra thing. You're putting an extra syllable in there. Authentication. Asian.
1: Authentication. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> Woo! Woo! three for the win! Yes, LeBron James at the buzzer.
1: Bada boom! <laughs> 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 All right. Um, but basically, when you know, they'll do a two-step type thing where you have to verify. So it's—I mean—it's not that different. But it'd be like if Cody has my Netflix. Um, he he. When he goes to log in. He has to then type in a code. He gets through e- that through email or text. He could just text me and be like, "Hey, do you get a code? What is it? it?" Might be super annoying to watch Netflix, but if if it comes to the point where it does get super annoying or um, they like find a way to to get rid of password, like to sharing passwords, for me, I'm like, your Netflix is the one of the few that I pay for every single month. It's just something I have, mm-hmm. and it's gonna go to the way of the other ones that I have where it's, I'm only going to buy you when you're have something I want, which with Netflix, super hit or miss. It, I can go months sometimes without like really wanting to watch something on there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't remember yeah. the last thing I watched on there recently. I've been watching HBO way more. So yeah. like Netflix. And the only reason I keep it right now is because my dad also watches it. And I think he watches it more than I do. And if it gets to the point where you can't password share, sorry, dad, you got to get your own then. And Netflix, I'm not going to pay for you (laughs) for months on end. And I bet that would hurt them in the long run. I'm curious,
2: though, because, again, if you buy, like, uh, a family plan or whatever, you know, you can have four profiles. So that Mm -hmm. would mean four different people. Like, so for your example, or, you know, uh, thank you, Cody, for literally sharing everything (laughs) that you have. Um, It's like, well, how how do you... I'm I'm very curious about the logistics of that because if you have to use and and you know when I get screeners that's what I have to do is they send me text or emails and there's kind of a process with that if you have to do that every single time you log in turn it on or watch something I'm instantly turned off mm-hmm. because you are making a step that is just causing me to just click and go yep. because honestly a lot of the times I'm sure people out there, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm cooking or I'm trying to clean. Just throw something on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to stop if you have to go and check your email quick to get a yep. code.
1: Type, Type it in and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, I imagine
0: they would only do that every now and then. I can't imagine them doing that every time you open the app. Maybe wonder- w- I think there's a better way to do this. Like, why not? So if you have individual profiles, other than the kids' profiles... If you have individual profiles, why not just allow them each to have their own email address, and you and I can say Seth's email, and I can on my profile I can allow Seth to log in with his email on my plan, and I don't understand why that's not already a thing. And then it's not, then it's a truly a family plan that you've shared. We have that with um, uh, YouTube, I think. We don't we share that, and the mm-hmm. way that that works. Is I allowed your Gmail to log into my YouTube. So that exists. No. I don't understand why they're not doing well, it that way. Because then you could still do those double authenticators and it would just go to the individual people. Well, they
1: don't want Because that,
0: they're stupid if they think that all four of those family profiles are in the same house. That's what they and want, even though. Even if they do think that. But why? I don't. Th- that's what I don't understand is why is that.
1: Because they want they, people who then, don't live together to. Because you can't. I think their logic is you. You know, you can't stop people from in the same household watch something, but you can stop people who live in different states. You know, they they want the person in the different state to get their own thing.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think that that I I see where they're coming from and whatnot, but I also think that that's a little ridiculous because I mm-hmm. look at it as a family plan, like a phone plan where I share phones with all of my family. We each yep. pay a bill. I share Netflix with my family. Each of them has their own different profile. Hmm. Um. Interesting. Because.
1: I pay for the, like the top top plan because it has it's the only one that has 4K, which I think is stupid, but that also comes with four devices at once. Um, that I think should be it. Like you should be able to do, like you said, like four profiles, like four logins, and maybe you can mm-hmm. like switch them out if you you know people want to be kicked off. But it, that 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 seems like an okay, especially if I'm paying with well, almost twenty bucks a month for that. So. You know, yeah. I should be able to get more logins for that shit because they can, you know, yeah. I I understand that they're trying to get people to to get their own outside of the household. But at the same time, the, how many of those other people are going to go sign up? You're probably you're you're at that and they're probably going to sign up for that, that person will probably go from four to logins to one to save money. Two of those people are probably not going to get their own. They'll probably just say, screw Netflix, and that other person's going to buy that nine ninety nine a month. So right there, then you're losing money. So, yeah. like, what, what what the fuck do you guys want? I, I think this is a terrible idea if they're going to really start doing this.
0: I don't think, if I'm Netflix, and I, I, I would imagine this, because they could have done, they could have made this a hard, no way in hell you're sharing passwords thing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think what they're trying to do is just capture a little bit more, because the thing that you can do with Netflix's base, which is like 200 million profiles plus, is you can make a move like this and sure, some people will leave and fuck off and never return, but you don't need everybody to stay on board because the, the scale is so huge. Even if only 70% of your people stayed, this this happens every time they increase the price of Netflix. Some people leave, but there's so many more that stay, they can afford to lose the ones that leave. And I'm wondering if they crunched the numbers and said, even if like, one out of 10 people who is using someone else's password goes and gets their own profile, then we'll make money off of this move. I, I imagine they pr- crunched it that way. I don't, I don't think it's in their best interest to make it harder to log into Netflix. To, I think that we all agree on that. Encourage the sharing, even like charge me $10 a month for my login. And then for two bucks more, let me add my buddy. You know, some, even if it's a la carte like that, I think I think it's the 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 allowing people to share it is good for Netflix even though it's costing costing them a few bucks it's making everything so accessible that's how they get shit trending all the time is because there's it's the amount of people watching it mm-hmm. I don't think the value of Netflix is so much in the in what the subscribers are paying which is what this move is about and and, and so I, I think it's I think the better thing for them is keep it more accessible so that when 13 reasons why drops 80 million people watch it in the first weekend like that's what you need you don't need more paid, paid subscribers you need more people talking about your shit on twitter
2: mm-hmm. no you're right I'm curious that, because when we were talking about this just this idea popped in my mind was you know people always talk about using a VPN to get different Netflix from a different country how the hell does that work now if it's going off your IP address Mm-hmm. yeah that'd be tough
0: that'd be tough I don't know. It'd be interesting with Netflix. They've got some things. And the way Disney Plus is screaming up behind them, they hit $100 million in their first 15 months for subscribers, which mm-hmm. took Netflix like seven years. Um, obviously, they built the whole platform and had to go through all the trials and tribulations of making it something that made sense. But Disney is screaming up behind Netflix. And so whether it's for the money or or if they need to make some adjustments to content and things like that, I think in a world where we thought... Netflix is boss forever. No one's ever going to touch it. We've said that on this show. I think Disney's starting to look like a real threat with some of the shit that they're coming out with and how fast they're growing. So maybe Netflix is feeling the pressure and they're thinking, "Yeah, we got to get some more money out of this thing before Disney starts getting really up on our shit here."
2: Well, and also I think this could be a conversation for another time. But with the you know uh, Disney just kicking ass right now they own the headlines because they went back to the Mm -hmm. weekly releases. And again, this isn't for every single show that they're releasing or every movie or whatever. Um, But with these big ones, they know. And think about it. WandaVision, for 10, you know, pretty much 10 weeks straight, it owned Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and day Thursday is ramping up the next Thursday, Friday. So, like... I'm wondering if Netflix might go back to that, because did they do that for a handful of shows?
1: There's a few that they did on on a weekly basis, but nothing, nothing, it was mostly like reality TV and stuff like that, that needs to be Mm -hmm. current on news. A lot of their, I don't think any of their series, or, no, you know what, they did do... Was it like House of Cards back in the day? No, it was Bloodline? Was it that Kyle Chandler show?
0: Oh, I remember the show. I don't remember if it was weekly.
1: I think that was weekly. Do you think that's
0: a differentiator, though? If you're Netflix, do you jump on board with that? Or do you say, we're the one you can binge, and that's our thing? And so they put out, maybe they keep being different from Disney because that's a differentiator. I like weekly releasing. I think we've weirdly gone full circle around where we're like, we don't want to wait a week. Let's binge it. And now we're like, ah, we don't want to binge it. Let's wait a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fully on board with that. I like, you know, we're going to have Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one this Friday. And for seven days, I'm going to be just fucking so stoked for episode two. And like Jared said, we'll be talking about it all week. I love that kind of stuff. Um, so I like that model better. But maybe Netflix is going to look and say, we're the ones you can binge. And that's going to be our thing now. I don't know.
1: Definitely wouldn't hurt for them to try it, though. Mm-hmm. Just to see, like, mm-hmm. take one of their most popular, more popular, do like Stranger Things. Stranger Things Umbrella Academy. Those yeah. two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those would be really good ones, actually. Because those, those have enough momentum and enough excitement around them that people would be talking about them throughout the week god imagine a world where we're getting that where we're getting like stranger things season four released alongside the hawkeye show you know what i mean that would be nuts just the conversations and everything and those two things going head to head and seeing the numbers and everything i think we're, we're headed towards something like that it's gonna be exciting to see kind of what wins out
2: hmm. yeah it's all about owning the headlines
0: Um, Speaking of, actually, owning the headlines, um, Chef, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, have have really come into vogue these last couple weeks. You wanted to talk about them a little bit.
1: Yeah, non-fuckable titties.
0: (laughs) Which is most of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
2: I found more of those than actual ones. Bada boom. (laughs) Can we use that sounder more?
0: <laughs> you got it.
1: <laughs> um, no, it, it, so, for I mean, you guys probably do a better job of explaining what they are. Um, why don't you guys give a, a, a rundown?
0: Yeah, I can take a crack at it. Um, so the non-fungible token is a, it's a digital piece, it's a digital item that you can own that is not replicable, Um, or if it is replicable, the NFT represents like the original copy of that thing. Um, best way I've heard this described is if you've ever bought like a skin on a game, you know, I want my character to wear red. So I'm going to pay two bucks for that red skin. You have purchased that skin in that game. It's a digital only object that doesn't physically exist, but you own it. And that's essentially what NFTs are. And a lot of the value from NFTs is, one, they're constantly accessible. You can buy things like art, Um, you can buy things like, um, well, skins, digital clothing and stuff, digital um, avatars and stuff like that. And you can know that the one you have is the truly unique one that has value. Another way I've heard this described is, imagine if you could have the original recording like on the original tape deck, that they recorded, we are the champions on, right? (laughs) You know that there are a million billion copies of that song out there, but this, this one is the original one. And this is the one that has real value. That's also a way of looking at NFTs. So, um, there's a lot of digital artwork being sold where it's like, I'm the only person who really owns this digital art. Sure. Other people have copies. Fine. You can have a print of the Mona Lisa at your house, but I got the fucking Mona Lisa. And so it's kind of that exclusivity of it that I think is driving a lot of the value. But we've seen some huge sales of some stuff, and it's confusing a lot of people, and it's surprising a lot of others because this is immediately, it seems like, has generated a huge market.
2: Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing is just the money and the market and the weirdness. Because I'm just like, how how do you value this thing? And again, you know, you can change it back to tangible goods and whatnot, like a painting, like. You know, oh, the Mona Lisa is worth X amount. And it's like, well, who who decided that? Well, someone random did, and that's what it's worth. Um, and that's kind of what these skins, these digital art pieces. You know, I'm assuming that it's going to be recordings in the future. Essentially, what I'm thinking, this is like a collection, like going to a a card store, a collectible, like a sports memorabilia, or a really fancy pants pawn shop, essentially. Um, but it's all mm-hmm. digital. I don't. Again, I just am confused on the money aspect to it. But I understand what they're doing.
0: A lot of the stuff is going via bids, and so what is the value? Whatever people want to pay for it. And I think it's coming in a lot higher than people anticipated. There was a collection of art done. There's this artist um, whose name is going to escape me. I'm sorry. Um, he he did a different piece of digital art every year or every day for a few years. And so it's 5,000 pieces of art and he somehow collected them together and sold it as an NFT. And it was bid up to $69 million is what someone paid for this. This guy immediately fucking obviously retired. 69.
2: (laughs) 69.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of millies. Um, And so it's bidding. It's, it's from what I've seen so far, it's um, the, the, the buyers are deciding what these things are worth. And that's really interesting to me. Um, you know, I think about what are some things you could turn into NFTs. Original recording of a podcast. Um, some of, some really longtime YouTubers are making NFTs out of the first videos they ever created. Maybe they're not publicly available anymore, but you can go buy the first ever episode of the Slow Mo Guys or Dude Perfect and um, have it for your own. Artwork for me is the easiest one to understand, but then there's also another one where it's like for function. Like you could have a digital key. And that key gets you into a concert or a live stream sex dungeon. or a sex dungeon online, but it's not a replicable key. So, you know, honestly, Netflix could do this. They could say, you got to have this fucking NFT to get into your own profile. And it's not something that's really as easily shareable. So the the utility portion is something that I'm also really interested in. And I've heard some folks talking about, but I think the thing that's been really exciting in the news lately is is the artwork stuff and some of the like one-off recordings and videos and things that people are getting that are paying a lot of money for because it is a collector's item. And to me, it feels weird to collect something not in, not physical. Like I can't put it on my shelf. Um, But I guess people get the same amount of value out of having an exclusive thing that nobody else has. It it seems like that is really the driver of the value is the exclusivity. Nobody else can get that shit.
1: Um, So that that this the idea of that and uh you know the the exclusive recordings the you know one-of-a-kind recordings got me thinking about like what would the soco show do for our exclusive podcast topic and i'm I'm pretty sure it's this one actually i don't think we can release this one because we've talked about so many poops and peas and all kinds of different stuff
2: and that would be that would be a huge seller on the nft market yeah They were like, they talk about poop and peas
0: <laughs> for
2: two whole
0: hours. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think, honestly, yeah, I think this this episode would be a good example. Maybe we'll sell it for big money and become millionaires. I think, I, I honestly, I would love someday, maybe this is a goal of ours as a show, I would love for the show to get big enough someday where we could get episode one as an NFT and have someone see some value in owning that
2: well you better um, take you know, it I down think... after this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and I, I think that's that's what i've seen that i think is really compelling to me is like let, get the exclusive whether it's something that was specifically created to be an nft or like an old school thing or a rare thing and make that into indu- into something um that that fascinates me um maybe we could do an episode about nfts and make that episode an nft maybe that would be what we do
2: Nah. so okay i'm curious too and i think i'm probably gonna answer my own question but like say you go online you buy this nft you own the rights to it you're the only one that has it you can then go and sell that too right or could you even go to the the not the extremes but be like oh i got this piece of artwork i'm gonna it, it people all over the world want it i'm gonna just make ten thousand of it and then sell those or is that a bad idea? Because then that loses its value.
0: Yeah, I think you'd decrease the value of the one you have. But I also don't know if
1: hmm.
0: there might, I don't know, but there might be when you buy something like that, there might be an agreement you enter into that says you won't copy it or sell the copies. I'm not sure, but maybe. Because I'm not sure what all rights you get when you purchase the NFT, I guess. Because with real artwork, I imagine you could do that or you could rent it out to a, to a museum and they'll, they'll pay you to keep it in there and have people come look at it. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that, but that would be interesting. You know, if you could buy a piece of art and then replicate it and make even more money, that wouldn't be too bad. Shit. I don't know, man. These things are exciting. I, I think it's one of those things we were talking about. How do these compare to Bitcoin? And I think they're, this feels like a real thing. Like 10 years from now, we'll all own something that's an NFT. I think that's, that's just based on what I hear. Um, and I'm not even that smart about this kind of stuff because NFTs also they use blockchain and a whole bunch of this other high-tech shit that I can't even begin to understand but this has this to me feels like something that's gonna be an important thing uh, three five years down the road and so we're gonna have to start getting familiar I don't think it's gonna be one of those things you can just not understand for very long because we've seen that there's the market out there for it and I think they're just gonna continue to find new ways to use this tech and, like, the security key thing, I think, is a really good example of that. I think we're going to see a lot more of that shit coming down the road. But we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe the listeners at home can let us know. Uh, at Soco Show Pod on Facebook and on Twitter, um, do you have any NFTs yet? What would you like to see as an NFT? And if we did a podcast episode and sold it as an NFT, uh, what would you pay and what would you want to hear on that? Maybe we can get all little side hustle going here. Um, I don't know. But, uh Netflix making it harder, NFTs making folks rich. That's it for what do you think? What do you think? Think, think. Alrighty, we are getting down to the wire here, but we got some movies and shows to review here for you. Let's take a look at what we watched.
2: What? 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 What
0: What? Alrighty, a couple of shows right off the bat here. Uh, Seth, we're going to start with you. Uh, a little documentary series. Um, was this HBO?
1: This was HBO Max. Um, <laughs> Alan, Alan V. Farrow on HBO Max, four episode miniseries, about an hour piece. Um, it's uh, basically the story of Woody Allen. You know, crazy, crazy, successful director. Um, he's made like fifty movies or some something like that. He's was famous for making one movie a year for a bunch of years. Um, Are they good? I don't know. Some of them. And uh, it's the case against uh, against him for uh, sexual assault uh, allegations from um, his wife, um, or not wife, uh, girlfriend, Mia Farrow, and then it was for her daughter, Dylan Farrow. Um, and uh, it's essentially just the story of, of what happened there. They kind of go into... They start off early on going into kind of the backstory of of uh, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow's relationship and kind of some of the the weird things that both of them did, but specifically with with Woody Allen, um, kind of the the weird weird um, fascination he had with young women, even in his films, um, and kind of the progression of of what happened um, with him and his daughter, um, who at the time was. Like six, seven or eight, maybe, um, when the incident happened, um, and just kind of how that progressed, and then his also his relationship with um, he ended up marrying um, soon Yi, which is another daughter of Mia Farrow's, who was a little bit older, um, and, and it, essentially there's talk of like you know about him grooming her and stuff like that. So um, not the not the easiest subject matter to to talk about, of course, but very interesting, and I think. Um, This also makes a lot of points about uh, the Me Too movement and how Dylan Farrow had come come out with some of this stuff um, in like the um, late 2000s, early 2010s before, um, and actually even way before that when the lawsuits happened. Um, I mean, no one believed uh, her or Mia Farrow then, Um, but then later on when the Me Too movement started uh, happening and... Um, all the attempts she made, like over the years, to try and keep pushing and pushing to get the story out, and no one was listening. And then the Me Too movement kind of changed that. Um, and then some of the role with her other family, like her brother um, Ron- Ronan Farrow, I think, is like a really successful political correspondent and lawyer. And I actually, if you've seen like Good Morning America or Today Show, you've, and they talk about even, I mean, pretty simple legal case, like any legal case that's going on, he's a really educated dude. Um, but then he also does specific stuff with like celebrities and things like that, too. Um, and so some of the stuff he was involved with and how the, he how he helped with the Me Too movement in general. Um, really interesting story in terms of that stuff. Um, sad story in terms of what happened to Dylan. So there's a lot of like positive stuff that comes out in the end um, with how you know things are going now and how they helped. Um, and, but still a lot unresolved with Woody, Woody Allen. I mean, he, I keep want to say Woody Harrelson, um, (laughs) with Woody Allen, um, he, uh, you know, he, he's still, you know, that nothing ever happened. He still hasn't been charged with anything. And, um, you know, there's some, some pretty, pretty crazy accusations all over the place with his family. Um, there's also some weird stuff with people who are defending him. It's really weird story, especially with how he manipulates people, but, um I think it's I think if you know if I think it's for anyone who's a fan of Woody Allen to check out and kind of you know see what see maybe that side of things cuz I know a lot of people defend him um and so just maybe maybe check out the other side of things too cuz there's a lot of facts on 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 that side that people need to need to recognize but if you're you know if you're interested in in entertainment film stuff like that i think that's the interesting one to check out because they do relate a lot of this stuff to his films too so um yeah i think it's it's very interesting and and something to check out if you're a fan of film
0: i want to check this out so this is hbo max now is this a lot of times Seth? when we talk about documentaries we talk about the style versus the substance are are they doing anything stylistically here that is elevating things or is this really relying on the story itself and just giving you the facts
1: um, I think the style, yeah, there there are some there's some style to it, but I think what they, a lot of what they do is with with his movies and kind of relating that, and so the style of his movies and the subject matter of his movies and kind of they they interject a lot of clips from his movies. They use uh, he came up with an audio book last year actually, um, kind of where he talked about his career, but specifically there's big chunks of this too. So they kind of. In, intertwine that stuff, um, so they do a, a good job of making it kind of like entertaining, but at the same time, and, and it is very heavily lean, lean. It leans itself towards the the Pharaoh family, which I think the, the evidence in general just leans towards them. But um, you know, I think I think they still do a good job of keeping it entertaining too.
0: Alan V. Pharaoh, this is on HBO Max right now. You can check it out. Four episode docu series. Uh, available now. Go check that out. Getting the thumbs up from Seth. I am also going to give the thumbs up to High Fidelity. This is on Hulu. Um, so this is kind of the um, the mini series. Uh, it's a ten episode, thirty minute or so um, series, which is sort of an elongation and update to um, High Fidelity, the film, which starred John Cusack um, in the late '90s, early 2000s, right around that time. And um, in the update, the main lead is Zoe Kravitz. And she is an owner of a record store. Um, She's, I think, 29 when the show starts. And she's living in New York and just has a shitload of like dating foibles. Um, The first episode is about her five heartbreaks. And so it goes back and she counts down the worst heartbreaks. So you get to hear kind of these love stories to set up what's going on currently in her life. Pretty fun uh, supporting cast here. Her friends are kind of quirky and cool. Um, one of her friends is um, one of her friends is gay and dated her before. He was actually one of the heartbreaks, and so they've got an interesting relationship. And then their other coworker at the record store is a um, she's a black woman who's an aspiring singer, and so she's weirdly it doesn't feel grossly stereotypical, but she's pretty sassy, kind of loud very diva-esque, um, but in a way that feels like she made that choice for herself, I guess I'll say. Um, really, it's, one of those, it's another one of those shows, late 20s dating scene, that kind of stuff. So if you're in that mix, um, you'll probably find some relatable stuff in here. Um, there's a little bit of mental health talk, but nothing that really feels too heavy. Um, this just felt really nice. There's a lot of really great music since they work in the record store, and they, they talk about a lot of things through the lens of music. They also, I will say, they have this fun gag where at any point they'll just go top five and name a topic, top five movies about sports. And they'll just name off five as a group. And it reminds me of the Mambo number 5 that we do. So in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, this was relatable. Bud. I've had a lot of dating <laughs> foibles in my past, so I could I could relate to that stuff quite a bit. Um, and so I really liked this. Again, it's, it's a short watch, five hours or so in total. Um, uh, the, the other thing I'll say is Ben... Um, Kingsley Adir I think is the last name who plays Malcolm X in One Night in Miami uh, from this past year he's in it as one of the main uh, kind of interests in the show and it's really fun to see him if you've already seen him as Malcolm um, it's fun to see the difference in him because it's a lot different character here so I would give a big recommend to High Fidelity Uh, Lindsay Monday friend of the show recommended it to me and uh, Lindsay was a great recommend two thumbs up uh, so this one's on Hulu, if you guys want to check it out. Also, it, Zoe Kravitz is just wonderful. So I, even if you just watch for her, you'll you'll be happy. So that's what I think on High Fidelity. We will uh, switch gears here now and go from the TV shows to a couple of movies. Um, Seth, I think these are both your movies. So um, why don't you pick what, which one to go first on?
1: Sure. I will talk about... Um, Alligator Pete alligator pete uh it's a movie starring <laughs> came out it actually was recorded it was filmed recorded it was filmed uh in like the mid 2000s stars joe Exo- joe exotic he played himself mm. and alligator pete was the alligator he was going after yeah and it's weird
2: because it lo- it happens it, like because uh oh. What Joe Exotic was in Oklahoma. This is actually his origin stories in the bayous of Mm -hmm. Louisiana, I believe it is. Yeah, and
1: he used to go after alligators first, but um, you know he had a little incident with Alligator Pete, Mm -hmm. and so this is kind of the prequel before he went to yeah, you know he started the the tiger farm. You
2: you see his his kind of like inception of who the character is and his hunger for fame from this uh, Alligator Pete.
0: I could just picture this is like regular ass guy like marketing executive Joe Exotic like stumbles into he's in the bayou and he just stumbles upon an alligator and whatever it is that happened I haven't seen it so whatever happens between him and alligator Pete changes him forever into the Joe Exotic that we now know but before then he was a pretty typical guy this sounds exciting I want to see this is this on Netflix?
2: Um this is actually early screening and it's coming to crackle. <laughs>
0: oh yes. It's coming right for us. Get your crackle your crackle logins out folks. We got to get to this Joe Exotic origin story. <laughs> Maybe that's the plot of the Nick Cage movie they're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so actually I saw um a couple movies in the theater this weekend. The first to talk about is called Long Weekend. Uh it's a uh romantic comedy. Um Rated R, so it's got some swears in it, like poop. And, uh, I don't know, actually, if it has poop in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but that is the... <laughs> yeah. It um, does have some shits and fucks in it. Um, but essentially, it stars, it stars Zoe Chow and um, Finn Whitrock. I don't know who that guy is, but he plays the male lead in it, and he's uh, he's great. Zoe Chow is also great. Um, but basically, it's... it's it, um, this Finn Wittrock guy. His name's Bart. Um, he is kind of just down on his life. Um, he's a writer who hasn't had a lot of work. Um, ends up having to move in with his buddy who's played by Damon Wayans Jr., who is the funniest fucking guy. Nice. Um, that guy's awesome. He steals the movie mm-hmm. with, with his jokes. Um, but uh, has to move in with him, and um, he's he's got some... Um, mental health issues depression things like that and so he goes to a movie um, by himself it's a movie that kind of makes him feel comfortable and um, you know calms him down at the movie he meets zoe chow they kind of have like a nice little meet cute Um, and then uh, there's a there's a a pretty interesting twist that happens midway through this movie i won't say what it is because it's kind of it would spoil it but i thought it was a really cool turn for a for a rom-com um, I would have enjoyed the rom-com itself with these two, because they are really great together, um, and they're really funny, and, and Zoe Chao is always pretty quirky and fun, and uh, she's, she's got some good jokes and stuff, but um, this twist, I thought, added a, added a lot. I, I saw the twist coming through a few comments that she made, and I knew that there was a, a, a twist in it, um, just from what I'd seen some of the, the reviews, but I it i mean it's not something that's obvious right away you're not going to start the movie it's like you kind of have to listen for it in some of the cues but um really cool twist um and uh i mean it's a lot funnier than i anticipated it being um like i said damon Waynes junior is awesome jim rash who's the dean on community um he <laughs> shows up for a couple scenes in there um so a really good cast um only an hour and a half um lighthearted um might make you tear up a little bit too with some some moments um funny and uh, again cool twist so i I would definitely recommend this movie i I had a really good time with it
0: you had me at damon waynes jr that guy's fucking (laughs) i I was rewatching some new girl recently and he's goddamn funny in oh yeah (laughs) um say again where we can catch long weekend seth
1: i don't think you can see it on vod yet i'm sure it'll be on vod vod soon but it just came out in the theaters this weekend
0: theaters are opening back up maybe folks are going to want to get out and see this one over the long weekend spring break happening maybe some people enjoying some long weekends for themselves so this is when they can get out spring
2: break <laughs> <laughs> i
0: i know you got another one Seth. that um i think jared's favorite b word might be applicable to this one would that be fair to say
1: I wouldn't say it's bonkers but it's definitely trippy um it it gets it gets pretty crazy um it's uh the father not, not quite the
2: bonkers yeah
1: not not quite bonkers sub bonk it doesn't get for me bonkers would be like uh, possessor or what's that movie with the the snail lady um
2: snail lady oh oh uh, uh the oh what was that Amulet, Amulet. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't not, know what you're
0: calling a snail lady, but there's like,
1: there like a there's like a there's like a shell that she went in. I don't know. Anyway, um, or he went into, but no, not quite that because it's not quite like a supernatural crazy. Um, so it's Anthony Hopkins stars in this. It's called The Father. Um, and then Olivia Coleman is in this as well, who plays the daughter. She has a name in oh, it, love but her. um. But uh, Anthony Hopkins has like a dementia Alzheimer's type disease and um, Olivia Coleman is moving Um, there. It takes place in London. She's going to Paris and she wants him to, because he's starting to lose some of his faculty. She wants someone to live with him. And so it's kind of like a a wrestling of like Anthony Hopkins doesn't want to admit he has dementia and that type of thing. Um, Olivia Coleman doesn't want to leave him because she's been taking care of him, um, and she feels guilty leaving him with someone, and she doesn't want to put him in a home because he doesn't want to leave his house. So it's like kind of all those like late in life struggles, like those conversations and um those emotions and things like that. But where it gets crazy, because it it's a movie about dementia and Alzheimer's, and it takes place largely from the perspective of Anthony Hopkins, things start to seem off. And out of place and change and it the movie shifts quite a bit and there's some scenes that might seem like they're replaying but you're not quite sure um, with different scenarios and different settings and different um, word choices used as well Hmm. Um, it all takes place within his apartment but it all kind of just seems different and things shift it's just very there's always something off and different with it um and that's where it gets very trippy and like you start to see anthony hopkins break down and it's i mean it's definitely a a pretty deep movie in terms of that stuff what it's talking about um but it's also just very interesting to like kind of sit there and watch see you know see what's going because the first time something kind of just looks off you're like what the hell is going on here? <laughs> you know, it's one of those movies where you just kind of the whole time like, what the fuck is going on? Be never in a weird way or scary way or thriller way, but just in like a this is this is off type of way. Um, but great performances mm. from Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Um, I think Hop- Anthony Hopkins was nominated too, if I remember right. I can't remember. Um, but the the father is nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture, and I believe Anthony Hopkins was nominated. I might be wrong though. Um, wow! So I I thought it was great. I think it's again if you know if you're watching the Oscar movies, it's it's one of them to for sure check out. Um, yeah, I I thought it was fantastic.
2: So did I catch it right? This is set in one location. Mm-hmm. They don't leave it. No. I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like especially it's si- based off a of play. Especially since you're saying there's weird oh, stuff, Batman I Into- want to see i want to see what happens in a central location that gets weird
1: yeah so i will be uh where can i watch this it's in the theater now i I don't know it might be on vod soon i would bet especially with it being nominated i'm sure it'll be on vod soon yep i'm sold now and again don't don't expect like supernatural like shit like you know creatures and stuff but it's all stuff that it's real life stuff
2: I was I was imagining him like looking in the mirror and having a giant like Rango head on him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all yeah, it's all like stuff that could happen in real life. It's all you know. It's he's not a you know. It's not like there's again like clowns coming out of nowhere. But it's all very just yeah. like what what the fuck's going on here?
0: Hmm. It sounds like they're trying to you. They want you to experience what it might yep. be like to have dementia right? yep.
1: they want you to be you're experiencing what Anthony Hopkins is experiencing other than they do at times go to the perspective of Olivia Colman um, but the most part it's it's in the perspective of Anthony Hopkins and you're kind of going along with what he's experiencing
0: yeah I think I'm in on this too this sounds pretty fucking dope and it's nominated so we kind of got to watch it for homework anyway but uh, Anthony <laughs> Hopkins, he's getting old enough now where it's like every time he turns in a dope ass performance, you're like, I don't know how many of these got left, so I better watch this one. Yeah, he, um, I mean,
1: and I'm sure they do him up a little bit to make him look like he does, but he was looking old in this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a fucking boss, though. Anthony Hopkins, tough to beat. If he wins an Oscar, you'll have to, someone might have to check my dates. He won the Oscar for best actor. For Silence of the Lambs in 1991, it might have been in 1992 for the movie released in 1991. But he could potentially win Oscars for Best Actor thirty years apart from one another. That would be yeah. Freaking awesome.
1: This this year is a it's a murderer's row of Best Actor, so he's it's in a tough it. one. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Steven Young for Minari, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Gary Oldman for Mank. So it's that's going to be a that's real a tough one. That that's a toss up.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah, Cody, looking it up, it was 1992 that he won.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah, but the movie was in '91. Yeah, I think I got yep. that right. Fucking a. Well, this has got us intrigued. It's the father, um, in theaters now. So again, if you're if you're open uh, where you're at, you can go check this one out. Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, uh, some Oscar buzz. Probably get plenty of chances to see this one in the coming weeks. Um, so go and check it out. It's getting the thumbs up from Chef. All right, so that's going to wrap up what we saw this last week. Um, But, Jared, we've got some things kind of coming up over the horizon, some things that you've you've been watching this week. You've gotten some early releases. Why don't you give us a sense of what's coming at us next week? It's coming right for us!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Restore the Snyderverse, baby. The Snyder Cut Justice League four-hour epic cinematic adventure is dropping on HBO Max today, people. So if you want some of that Snyder goodness, uh, you know, one of uh, you know, uh, uh, essentially block out a week of time to watch this extremely <laughs> long movie, uh, check it out. Uh, we'll probably talk more in depth next week, but that's coming out. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This Friday. Check it out, people. I've seen episode one. I am not going to disclose much, but this is going to be a six-hour movie. That's what I'm going to say. Hell yeah. And I'm glad that this releases tomorrow because I just realized I'm not allowed to talk about it until tomorrow, so (laughs) good job. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, watch (laughs) Falcon Winter Soldier. Watch it, people.
0: Well, we'll have plenty of thoughts next week. We hope you guys will join us in the live show um, to talk about those, and if you want to follow along, check out Justice League. Check out... um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and also we're gonna get a taste of the South by Southwest lineup next week. Um, the two of you, that's why you're in the same location, are gonna be running through uh, plenty of the catalog there. So we'll get we'll get some peeks into um, what came out of the um, the festival next week on our live show as well. So keep an eye out for that. That's what's coming at us next week. It's coming right for us. And that's gonna wrap us up. For what did you watch?
2: What? 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 what did you-
0: all right folks well with that behind us we are just about to the end of this episode but you know before we go we got to leave you with one more thing but i'm down to one one more thing my one more thing is going to be a quick little story and it has become a tradition of mine that i tell this story every year on saint patrick's day which is when we're (laughs) recording this (laughs) seth immediately knows what i'm talking about Um, And I'm just going to read it to you because I tweeted this um, a couple of years ago. And I'm just going to read the tweets as my one more thing here. So this is a St. Patrick's Day memory. Uh, So this was tweeted by me two years ago. A thread. My favorite St. Patrick's Day memory will always be one from 2018. I was in a bar doing my thing, as one does, when I spotted a woman that made my heart go, (laughs) ooh-wee. (laughs) I decided I needed to shoot my shot. And so, as she walked by and our eyes met, I threw her a wink so she'd know it was on. Upon receipt of the wink, she stopped walking and looked back back into my eyes for one magic moment. She looked shocked at the power of the wink, like she knew that whatever was passing between us was real. After what seemed like a 40-year marriage passed between us, eyes locked, she made her next move by collapsing into a heap on the floor of the bar. (laughs) Uh, Chaos ensued as good Samaritans nearby scrambled to bring her back to her feet and check on her to see what was wrong. It was then that she revealed her ailment by throwing up all over herself and the
2: people surrounding her.
0: (laughs) She was quickly dragged off into the crowd and I never saw her again. I think about that girl from time to time and wonder where she is today. I do hope we meet again. Friends, the moral of the story is this. Be careful with your alcohol and with your winks. Misuse of either can turn ugly very quickly. And if my mysterious vomit-covered wife is out there reading this, <laughs> sup.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always love a chance to share. That's my one of my favorite stories ever. All completely true. Seth was there and can vouch for it. And I will tell that every year until I'm dead. That's my favorite thing.
1: Man, yeah, I almost threw up from watching it. It was it was hilarious. (laughs) Man, that's the best
2: opening to a rom com, right there. (laughs) And then years later, you guys run into each other. You you you're talking over small talk, and you're like, "Yeah, I met this girl. She puked. That was me." (laughs) Oh man.
0: I still have faith that someday, someday.
2: One day, man, write it down on your uh, whiteboard. You know, you'll 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 achieve that goal of finding St. <laughs> Patty's. Girl. Manifest it. Yep. <laughs> um, my one more thing. Uh, I don't know, Cody. You kind of just mentioned it was South by Southwest this week. You know, this is another film festival this year that I was uh, I applied for. I was approved as press, which is awesome. Again, I, I need to focus and be more grateful for the things that I have achieved. But it's great to have Seth down here. Literally, we're just gonna watch movie after movie after movie tomorrow um and the next day in the next day right um Mm -hmm. so yeah just a bunch of movies south by southwest some some documentaries some features some probably some weird stuff i don't know i've i've already watched five um i probably won't watch as many as sundance because that was a few days longer but i mean probably what 20 movies we'll probably yeah get to
1: yeah shit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah thank, thanks uh for having me down that's one of my one more things appreciate the the invite and getting to watch some movies oh i never invited you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh my other one more thing is i i've been uh like i said watching hbo max quite a bit um had to, to get a little bit of a palate cleanse after alan versus pharaoh so i started watching uh aquafina is nora from from queens um Ooh,
0: yeah is that good
1: oh it's fucking funny man um her she is aquafine is hilarious honestly like so i saw her in hot ones and i liked her in that and then nor uh the uh, raya right. in the last dragon she she's great as the dragon um and so i'm like you know what she's hilarious i've always liked her in everything i've seen her in um i'm gonna check this out and the humor in it is perfect it's you know her humor um you know it's it's got swears in it so it's not like you know it held back for anything um and the cast is awesome it's got like so it's her B.D. Wong who is not Benedict Wong um, <laughs> <laughs> still a very uh, miscommunicated uh, fiasco on the podcast which um, she was you know seeing that guy who is the fucking like evil fucking villain in Mr. Robot play Aquafina's dad who is like a weirdo trying to like get dates on Tinder, uh, <laughs> like that type of thing. Like, he's just very like dad. He's su- he does dad jokes and shit like that. Hilarious. Um, and then her her mom is not alive in this, and so her grandma is like kind of her mom figure, but her grandma's like this fucking degenerate gambler, and like we'll get in fights. <laughs> we'll get in fights at like a food court, and but she's and she's hilarious. She'll like sit there and smoke and like just be very just like sassy and things like that it's it's great and like their relationship they're like best friends those two in it so um, and then Bowen Yang plays like her her cousin who's like a smart um, uh, entrepreneur like he was kind of like the 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 prized kid in the family who went out to like do really good things and is rich and stuff but is also very like just doesn't um, doesn't understand real life he's always been kind of like privileged in a way so he's just, mm-hmm. and like Aquafina and, and uh, her family live all together in like a, like a really small house or apartment or whatever. So there's like, kind of like that dynamic where she like pretends to hate him, but really loves him and stuff like that. And they're both really funny together. So I love it, man. You, it's in and the episode's only like 21 minutes cause it's on Comedy Central. So it's like super, mm-hmm. super short, only ten ten 10 episodes, I think. Um, and really, really funny. I like it quite a bit.
0: I like the sound. I had seen some trailers for this. I like Aquafina a lot. Um, I have to check this out. Nora from Queens going in the queue. I like it, man. What do we got here? Nora from Queens. We got South by stuff coming up next weekend. And we got uh, my favorite story ever this week in One More Thing. But I'm down to one, one more thing. That's going <laughs> to do it for episode 187 of The SoCo Show. It's been another fun week. Um, highlighted, of course, by the bad word bracket challenge at the top of the Yeah. Show. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, big shout out to all of our sponsors and all of our anchor wankers. We, ha- we appreciate you helping us keep the show going, helping it improve all the time. Again, it's a great week to go leave us a voicemail or go become an anchor wanker because we've got the live show coming up March 25th. 8 p.m. Central Time on the J. Buck Studios YouTube page. At
2: Jared Buckendall.
0: Don't miss that. We're having so much fun with those live shows. It's great to have you all in the comments interacting with us uh, during the show. It's been so much fun. So uh, we hope you'll join us next week for that. Um, J. Buck is going to have a bunch of new stuff from South By and uh, 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 Falcon Winter Soldier, Justice League, all that stuff coming out over on the YouTube page. At
2: Jared Buckendall.
0: Don't miss any of that stuff. and. TikTok, uh, if you want to become one of the, uh, the second tier fans of JBuck uh, by being one of the post 100,000 subscribers, if I, I guess if you want to do that, the cool kids are already in, um, then head over to TikTok. we got a link to that in the description box as well, so you can jump on that stuff. Um, JB, did I miss anything out there? What's, what else is in your world? Did I get it all?
2: No, I think you pretty much got it all, uh, you know, stuff, content, everything. TikTok. Get on there, people.
0: Get on there, people. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, folks. Well, yeah, that's again going to wrap us up for episode 187. For the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week.
1: Bye.